Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. It's uh, game night. So close to the game, in fact, that we can't really even speak about the game or we can't even sure. do any more previews. So we thought we'd take a kind of a more of a long-term view of maybe this podcast will have a little bit more legs and a game preview that will last only several hours. I mean, I guess we could record a game review ahead of time, like just predict what's going to happen. Like I can go ahead and assume that the Cowboys special teams is going to be bad and that Cordero Patterson is going to have a big play, but uh, I, I, that's probably not the best use of our time. Uh, instead, yeah, we are going to talk about the Cowboys as a team moving forward, uh, not just in the 2020 season, but uh, beyond that. Uh, and I want to start with the the coaching uh, part of this because in all likelihood, the Cowboys are going to have a new head coach in 2020. Uh, you know, the only scenario that I see Jason Garrett returning is if, you know, this team makes a deep run to the playoffs, maybe to the championship game, maybe to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's about the only way I see that happening. Um, Lynn, this is what I want to present to you. Instead of just going coach by coach and naming a lot of different guys, let's talk about what type of coach we would like to see here in the Cowboys. Do we want to see a younger guy? Do we want to see a more established guy? Offense, defense, what are we expecting in this next hire? Well, I mean, I, I think what we're expecting and what we want are probably going to be pretty different things. And, you know, I think that honestly the likelihood is that that they're going to try to go for big a big name. You know, whether it's, it's you know, we've, we've pontificated on the idea of it being Belichick or, you know, or someone like that. I think Urban Meyer is another name that will probably get kicked around. Uh, Which I don't understand the Urban Meyer one. I mean, what's the appeal there? I mean, I obviously I like Urban what he did at Florida and Ohio State, but that his scheme on offense doesn't seem like it's going to translate to the NFL. He's never really been a great in-game coach. I, I'm confused by that one. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's the thing is that being an NFL head coach is is very different than being a college head coach. You know, the job requirements are different, um, and I think that. You know, it's the things that make Urban Meyer a successful head coach in college don't necessarily mean that he's going to be a successful head coach uh, in in the pros. You know, I, I think that there's I would agree, yeah. there's, there's a management style that uh, um, you know that 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 may uh, work with younger uh, uh, players, but but maybe not you know grown men. And I think that also there's a huge element of recruiting that that makes you successful. At the Absolutely, college level, yes. that doesn't exist in the NFL, so you don't really—he's not getting that advantage of what Urban Meyer brings to the table. I, I just think that they're going to look at big names. You know, I think that that's the the idea is, is that they're going to treat it like, you know, um, that it, that the Cowboys is the is the big show as it's been called, or the you know the big stage. Uh, and that the the job doesn't come open very often, and that they're looking at all possibilities, not just you know a uh, 
uh, a young up and comer, but uh, uh, you know maybe some more established guys. Uh, you know, to me, look, I, I would rather see them, uh, you know, go back and forth between a uh, you know a a young up and comer and a, let's say Bill Belichick or you know Urban Meyer or big names like that than them going yeah. than them going after like. You know, someone who's been out of the game for a while, like you know, like uh, uh, John Fox or Jack yeah, Delario. exactly. Yeah. Like well, my my thing is, I'm weighing this. Would you would you rather have a big name coach who is maybe only here for, let's say, four years, five years, or would you rather gamble on the hot young assistant who might be able to be here for the next decade or so? I, isn't that one of the conversations that Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones have to be having? Uh, what I don't want is a waffling between the two, honestly. Honestly, the thing that my whole thing yeah, is I at do this agree point with that, yes. is, that, is that I don't want either let's get a young coach in here and start building something uh, around a kind of a young team and like we, they let them build together. I, I'm okay with that. Or let's get a established coach who can come in here uh, you know, and – and get things going maybe a little bit quicker, but won't be here as long. You know, I think that's fine too. But what I don't want is uh, uh, a uh, a kind of a, a half uh, half-assed version of both. You know, like a, trying to the hodgepodge together a combination of both. I, I think okay, so that's, that's my, my question. There is like, does that rule out somebody like Greg Roman who is in his mid fifties and has never been a head coach before? <sighs> You know, I think Greg Roman is actually an interesting, you know, kind of. I, I actually think that Greg Roman is one of the few interesting guys that is kind of in the in the middle of those. You know, okay. I, I, yeah. I think I, you're right to, to point him out and, and shame on me, but 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 I do I do kind of think that as far as those type of situations, I would like to avoid. Greg Roman may be the exception there because yeah, see, I, I do agree. I think he's one of the guys they need to at least interview. Yeah, if the spot opens up because he's kind of a weird combination of both, right? He's like he's like an established coach who's been around a long, but he hasn't ever ever been a head coach. Um, and, but he also brings kind of newer, you know, what you would normally uh, uh, associate with younger hotshot head coach kind of offense. He that's what he brings to the table. Uh, so he's kind of an interesting combination of both, you know, like, so I, and, and one that I'm actually kind of interested in. All right, let's take a quick break and we're going to continue this conversation. All right, Landon, uh, the NFL has gone to, um, you know, a head coaching style where it's basically every coach that gets hired is an offensive minded guy. Uh, we haven't seen too many of the, the defensive guys kind of rise up the ranks. Uh, do you anticipate the Cowboys staying in that same direction, you know, trying to find a guy that can help develop Dak? Or do you think that, you know, they, they're going to be open to just about anybody? I, I, that's what I don't know. I mean, th- again, that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, that's, that's a preference question, like, you know, for, about, about the, the, the Joneses. And, and, and I think that, you know, I personally would prefer not necessarily to, to go through the defensive head coach route. Um, you know, I, I I get it. Like, I, I understand. Like, but I, I just think that it's such an opportunity to bring in, um, you know, talented minds like that. And I think it's just so much more important that that be on the offensive side. You know, I think that any time that you get a defensive head coach um, – in place, 
you know, what does that really do? It provides a potential uh, uh, stabilizing force uh, to your mm. defense for a couple of years. But but defense, as we've kind of learned, is not a stable, reliable, you know, uh, entity. It seems that's to- why like somebody like Robert Sala doesn't make a ton of sense for me. Like I no. know he's doing a great job in San Francisco, but I, I I don't think that's the right fit here in Dallas. Yeah, and I that's why I would much rather kind of figure out the defensive coordinator side year to year um, than. You know, and there's exceptions. Obviously, Belichick is an exception. Sure. You know, yeah. again, there's exceptions to all of this, but I would, I'm saying generally, you know, unless they're exceptional, uh, I find, uh, I find that as a, you know, a, kind of a, a guideline I'm, I'm following is that I, I if it, you're getting an opportunity to inject uh, a, 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 some fresh blood into the uh, thinking part of your football team, I think it's more important to get the talented offensive mind than any potential talented defensive line. All right. My next question for you, Landon, is this. Uh, when you are interviewing these head coaches, like the Cowboys are likely going to do this offseason, are you trying to find a coach that fits the personnel that you already have on this team? Because, listen, it, it, it's, this is going to be a discussion. The Cowboys have Ezekiel Elliott locked up for the next four or five years. I don't think you're going to bring in a, a head coach that's going to ignore the run or not even ignore the run, but maybe not focus on that. Is that something you have to consider when you're, you know, hiring a head coach as the personnel you have, or are you just looking for the best candidate? I, I mean, I'm just looking for the best candidate. I, I, may, that may not be, that may not be, uh, you know what what Jerry's thinking. I mean, Jerry may still want to try to find a way to do it his way, um, but I think uh, for me, uh, I I I think you need to get the best candidate in here. And it really, you know, does I mean uh, uh, Zeke's numbers like you know it's he's 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 a a highly paid. Uh, uh, Skill player, you know, and, and I don't think you necessarily have to look at it like, you know, oh, well, because we're paying this guy a lot of money. Look, you're going to be paying um, Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott a lot of money too. At some, uh, yes, before, yeah. probably before this guy even gets signed his deal, the new coach, whoever it is. So, you know, or at least potentially, I, I, I don't think you don't you, you worry about the money. I think they need to stop worrying about the money they paid Zeke. They paid him the money. They got the player they want. They can use him however they want. You know what? He's paid. Like, who cares what, you know, like, let's use him however you like. If you decide that, okay, maybe we spent the money and it's and we want to ease it back a little bit or use him in this way, that's your prerogative, man. Like, sure. do it. Do it. it sure. take, avail yourself of that. So, I, I, yeah, I'm not worried about players' roles uh, in, in potential new offices when considering new play callers. That's not how you make championship level decisions yeah i 100 percent agree because if things go correctly you want your head coach to you know survive longer than your running back is going to be here right so i'm not making a hire based off of a three or four year deal you know i want the best guy in there um my next question for you landon is you know troy aikman had some comments this week about the the cowboys front office and how they haven't necessarily let jason garrett coach the the way you know he maybe he would like First of all, do you agree with that? And second of all, is that something that the Cowboys need to be mindful of uh, when they're hiring a next head coach? Because it's been said that you know the Cowboys have to find a guy that will get along with Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. Uh, how much do you believe that? 
You know, I, I mean, I, I think that there's something to that, but I don't. I think that this is something that was, you know, look, I've been around long enough that I remember this. <laughs> I remember this criticism of Jerry Jones of uh, of several different iterations of coaches, including pre Belichick. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not Belichick, uh, uh, Parcells. Parcells. Yeah, that's, yeah. But I mean, I think that, that right there is is just shows you like Parcells, Belichick. I mean, all both in the same kind of tree. You know, uh, idea of of what of how much control they want to have on this team, right? On 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 their given team, and and Parcells, you know, didn't have any problems working with the Joneses. You know, he didn't have any issues with uh, making it work. I think that they. There was some disagreements at times, um, but I think that 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 is something that happens inside of an organization to a certain degree. I think that's healthy. Too. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's worked for the Cowboys too. The, the Parcells, sure. you know, you know, famously wasn't exactly sold on Demarcus Ware, and so and, and the and the Joneses sure. were. So you know, I think at times, yeah, that is healthy. I just think what you have to worry about is you know how much they're getting in the way, and I don't know if. Maybe that that how much they've inserted themselves has changed over the Garrett years, but I think that this is something that previously had been kind of overblown. I feel like. Yeah, I I feel like it's a little bit overblown too, but I do feel like, and again, we're kind of getting all this secondhand, right? When you know Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones step in, but to me, it feels like they have stepped in in the right times over the last couple of years. I, I mean. Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones have been critical. Uh, you know, I can think of just this season of some of the conservative nature from this Cowboys team, especially on offense, and they they will speak up on it, and we will see Jason Garrett kind of over, sometimes overreact to that as well. But uh, I don't feel like the the ownership has overstepped their boundaries here. In fact, sometimes I think it's the other way. I think the coaching staff oversteps their boundaries trying to pick out players that maybe they shouldn't be picking. I, I can think of a couple of drafts where, you know, the front office and the scouting department have done a great job of identifying players and it's the coaching staff that has kind of overruled them and that's hurt the team. So I, I don't think it's a, a big of a deal as what people, you know, want to make it out to be. Um, my, my next question for you, Landon, is this team needs to embrace analytics going into the future and it seems like they are slowly getting there. Uh, we're seeing more play action from Kel Moore. We're seeing more aggressiveness on second and third down. How much is that going to play into the decision of your next head coach? Because I, I think the NFL is moving towards younger guys who uh, are maybe embrace these analytics a little bit more. Is that something that you're considering during the hiring process? I mean, I, I think that it's... It's not something that you're rejecting, or you know. I think it's 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 a it's a uh, a facet of what you're considering. You know, it's it's a uh, it's a it's an element of, of of the 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 sense that you're getting of the candidates. You know, I think how do you use uh, analytics and 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 to and what advantages do you find and here and there? I don't know that they mm-hmm. have like a you know, I think that they may have more established, you know, kind of rules about what they want in the scouting department. I agree, and I almost think that's more important. Yeah, I do too. And I, I, I and I think that really, when it comes to the the coaching situation, again, they're going to be looking at the best overall candidate. I think 
usage of, of analytics is a uh, is a part of that. I, I would also like to add that I, I think that there has been a what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, a kind of incorrect sense of, of the Joneses and their lack of of usage of analytics. I think sure. that, I think that sure. Jerry has uh, you know kind of defend was kind of defending uh, Jason in that specific scenario about using analytics in game, but I, I don't believe for a minute that Stephen Jones, who has a chemical engineering degree from uh, 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 you know University of Arkansas, who before his dad bought the team was going to get you know going to be dealing with heavily with in spreadsheets you know heavily sure. with formulaic sure. math. Uh, and, 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 you know, liquid viscosity and that sort of thing. I, I have a hard time believing that someone like that has just eschewed the idea of, of metrics and, and, and analytics when we've, first of all, seen all of that. Second of all, clearly he has a history of that kind of work. Uh, so I, I don't think that it's – I don't think we need to worry about them completely ignoring that aspect. I just don't mm-hmm. think that it's like – you know, above and beyond several other uh, facets of what they're interviewing their candidates about. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it needs to be a, a portion of it. And again, I, I think analytics are almost more important in the scouting part of it uh, than in game day because we've talked about analytics before. A lot of times they have a hard time telling us what to do before a situation. They're almost more beneficial after, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after a game. Uh, and I understand that, and I think that's the part that a lot of these you know teams and coaches struggle with. Um, so I'll be curious to see you know what the next coach does uh, in terms of analytics. All right, Landon, my last question for you is more of a hypothetical, and I, I don't think this is going to be the case, but I, I am curious on your thoughts. Let's say the Cowboys do go after a big coaching name. Let's say it's a Sean Payton or a Bill Belichick or somebody like that. Uh, and they step into Jerry Jones's office and say, hey, I'll take this deal. I just don't want to pay Dak Prescott $35 million. I'd rather find somebody else. I'd rather, you know, maybe I don't believe that he's the, the next, you know, franchise quarterback. Let's not tie all our money into this player. How would that affect negotiations? Because obviously Jerry Jones and the rest of the front office love Prescott. Is that a non-starter if you find a coach that doesn't believe Prescott's the answer? I see. Here's the thing. I, I I believe it is because if you're not a good enough coach to do it with Dak Prescott, like I, I don't know, like you know what I'm saying, like I, yeah. Let's Sean Payton example for example. What if what if Sean Payton says, "Hey, I think Teddy Bridgewater and Dak Prescott are comparable players, and I can get Bridgewater a whole lot cheaper than Prescott." Hire me, and that's what we're going to do. Is that something that Jerry Jones would even consider? I think that that Jerry may consider something like that because of the track record that Peyton has, the the visual evidence he has of of mm-hmm. Bridgewater. I mean that that's again we talk about the kind of exception scenarios, right? Like that may that would be, be a hard one for me, though. That would be difficult. I think that's something to at least consider. I think in general, though, if the idea is, hey, I don't want to. Uh, 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 pay Dak Prescott this money, but I don't have a immediate, um, you know, and solution solution yeah. that is like guaranteed, like something like the yeah. Bridgewater situation. I feel like, you know, there, there's a high level of degree of certainty. You could walk in there and say, I, I, I'm, I could sign Teddy Bridgewater, 
you know, because yeah, like because yeah. Teddy likes working. Play, maybe Teddy likes working for, playing for Peyton. He's but, a free but agent. If it's, other, if it's the other thing, it's hey, I'm gonna go draft. A yeah, exactly. There's a lot of uncertainty there, I, and, and and the whole thing with this with Jerry is that he wants to get this done before he's too old to enjoy it. I I don't know that he's got time to like roll the dice again. To see if he yeah. comes up with you know a, a big role again after doing it twice in his career, like that's that's you know like that's that's too much risk. You know, I think he he knows that he's got a quarterback who can do it. I have a hard time believing he's going to accept a head coach who can't accept uh, Dak Prescott as as his quarterback unless a extremely suitable alternative is presented at the same time. Yeah, that's going to be the most fascinating thing to me is what happens here with with Prescott. I, I I'm curious to see when Dak gets signed. Does he get signed before the next head coach comes? Is that something that they want to wait and see who they hire? Uh, because you know, I, I listen. I I cover the Raiders at the Raiders Wire. Uh, John Gruden was forced into having Derek Carr. It's pretty clear that he doesn't love him as a starting quarterback. Uh, and I think you know he's going to feel like he's wasted the last couple of years with Carr. I'm curious to see if the Cowboys do the same thing with their next head coach. Are they forcing Dak Prescott on whoever they sign? I I certainly think Dak is a better quarterback than than Derek Carr, but it's a similar situation. I'm gonna, I'm curious to see how that plays out. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at LockedOnCowboys. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will be back on Friday to break down the Cowboys game against the Chicago Bears. Hopefully it's a jovial podcast and we're <laughs> celebrating the Cowboys getting a win. Uh, but you never know. It's, it's this, this Cowboys team is so hard to figure out. Uh, but we'll be back here on Friday regardless. We will see you guys then.